This Shabbos, we read the Torah portion of Shmini, um, which uh, it's actually been a number of weeks since we had a new Torah portion because the last two Shabbos were Yom Tov. Um, so therefore, uh, with the Chitas of going through the Parsha of the week, we actually learned Shmini three times. But this Shabbos is the first time we read the entire Torah portion. Um, and something unique about this week's Parsha is that we have all the laws of Kashrus, um, all the laws of kosher animals and non-kosher animals, kosher birds and non-kosher birds, kosher fish and non-kosher birds, all the laws of kashrus, of um, what we may or may not eat, all come in the Torah in this week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini. Um, they're reviewed again later in the Chumash of Devarim, but in Parsha Shmini is the first time that they're there. The mitzvah of kashrus, of um, the significance of what we eat and what we drink, it's what's permissible and, pro- and prohibited, is one of the special mitzvahs of the Torah and something that really sets a yid aside, a Torah-observant yid aside from the rest of the world because it's um, it can be severely limiting as far as what's kosher and what's not, especially when we talk about animals. The majority of animals that there are are not kosher. Um, it's interesting to note that we place a tremendous emphasis on the mitzvahs that relate to eating and drinking. Um, we're coming from the Yom Tov of Pesach, which is the first Yom Tov on the Jewish calendar. It's the time of our birth as a nation. And the primary mitzvah and avera of Pesach has to do with eating. Right? We're not allowed to eat chametz, even though chametz, uh, leavened bread, is permissible the entire year. On those um, days, seven or eight days of Pesach, it's totally forbidden to eat chametz. And there's a special mitzvah of eating a specific type of food, which is matzah. Um, and that's unique to Pesach. When you talk about Shavuos or Sukkis, there's no mitzvah to eat a specific type of food. No Torah mitzvah, that is. There might be customs, but no Torah mitzvah. When it comes to Pesach, which is really the birth of the Jewish nation, we have a special mitzvah to eat a special type of food and a special sin, a special avera, not to eat a specific type of food. Um, and according to Kabbalah, according to the Zayar and Chassidus, that food that there's a mitzvah to eat on Pesach has very powerful repercussions on our neshama. It's called Michla de Mehemenusa, bread of faith, Michla Dasvasa, bread of healing, so that what we eat has this tremendous power on our neshama. It's also interesting to note that the very first mitzvah that was ever given in this world also had to do with um, eating, or at least the prohibition of not eating, right? When, when Hashem creates Adam and Chava and puts them in Gan Eden, He gives them one solitary mitzvah, which is don't eat from a specific um, fruit. And when they do, that causes problems um, forever. Um, that we're still dealing with the effects of that first cardinal sin of Adam and Chava. So we have here a tremendous significance to eating and drinking. Again, we talk about Pesach, Chometz and Matzah, um, the, chet, the sin of the Sadas, and, and all of that is, is rooted in the concept of this expansion of all the halachas about eating and drinking. Um, I, I want to talk about one more interesting place where we see something significant about mitzvahs related to eating. The Gemara says that Hashem doesn't, um, Hashem protects his tzaddikim, those people who are tzaddikim, that they don't come to sin even inadvertently, even by accident. There's an interesting um, section, a passage in the Gemara where it says that a person shouldn't be overly strict, overly tough in his home. Um, and the Gemara says that, uh, it relates a story, that there was a certain tzaddik that was very strict, very tough, very strict with his mitzvahs and strict on the people in his home. 
And therefore, that backfired and that it brought him to do an Avera, which is that they gave him to eat something forbidden. Meaning, being that he was so strict and he was a, a tough type of person, so therefore, the people in his home were, were afraid of him. And, and one time they didn't have the proper food that he was waiting for, so they were going to give him something forbidden to eat just so that he shouldn't be angry. So, something forbidden, the Gemara says, is the Gid Hanosha. The Gid Hanosha, the sciatic, the sciatic nerve, I think it's called, that's forbidden to eat in an animal. So the Gemara asks the question, could it be that Hashem would allow that a, that a, that a great person should eat something um, forbidden? After all, Hashem guards his tzaddikim that they shouldn't do an Avera even by accident. So the Gemara says, well, yeah, true. They, he didn't actually come to eat it, but they were, go- they were going to give him something forbidden to eat. But really, he didn't, he didn't actually come to eat it. The point is that that Gemara indicates that Hashem guards great people, holy people, from sinning even accidentally. So one of the primary commentators to the Gemara, which is Teisvis, um, asks that it seems that in a number of places we find great people that did sin by accident. So what does the Gemara mean when it says that Hashem doesn't allow great people to sin by accident? Says so Teisvis, well, that the Gemara is referring to eating. When we're talking about a sin that's connected with eating, that's where Hashem sees to it that a tzaddik won't come to sin even inadvertently, to eat something forbidden. But if it's talking about other sins, then it's okay if it's by mistake. In other words, if it's done by mistake, so there, it's okay to understand that a tzaddik may have accidentally done a, done a mistake. The point from this idea is that there's something specific or significant, unique, about the laws when it comes to eating and drinking. Um, to review, in our parsha we have the laws of eating and drinking. On Pesach we have the mitzvah of eating matzah, the sin of eating of, of eating chametz. Uh, the first mitzvah given to man um, is is the uh, mitzvah of not eating from the from the etzadas. And now we have an additional idea from Teisvis on the Gemara that when it comes to the sin of eating, Hashem is so. Uh, careful, so to speak, to see to it that a tzaddik will never come to eat something forbidden even by accident. So the, the underlying question here is, what's unique about the mitzvah of eating the right foods and the sins of eating something negative? And the answer is a simple and yet very powerful answer. Um, we know, perhaps now more than ever, the profound impact of what we eat and how that impacts our body. And there's, you know, every, all different types of diets and all different types of studies. Um, the how what we eat affects us. And that's why you have people that abstain from eating one type of food, people who abstain from another, people who dafki eat something else. And there's as many studies as there are, I don't know, about what to eat and why to eat and how to eat and how often to eat. Because what we eat becomes part of us. It comes into us, it becomes part of our blood system and our flesh, and therefore affects us in a very deep and very internal and very real and practical way. Um, so much so that many people will say, as soon as they eat something, they immediately feel the effect. Uh, I'm not even talking about allergies, people who are allergic to certain things, but they're immediately affected by what they eat and how they eat and what time they eat and so on and so forth. Just like all of that is 100% true physically, that our body because the food becomes part of us, is so affected by the food that we eat. The same is when we talk, when we talk about our soul and our neshama. Just like we have a physical body, we have a godly soul. And that godly soul has godly sensitivities and needs spiritual nourishment and well-being. The food 
That soul is the soul of our body, is the soul within our body. The food that we eat has spiritual powers, positive or negative. And when the Torah tells us, eat something or don't eat something, it's because that thing has certain spiritual qualities that are good for us or bad for us. And there are things that are always good for us and always bad for us. And there are things that in special times have certain powers to be good for us or bad for us. And therefore, the Torah places this tremendous emphasis on eating and drinking. Um, certain parts of this world are pretty benign, will never be bad for us. Like, for example, that which grows. Things that grow from the ground are almost never trafe. Um Aside from maybe the first three, the first three years when something is planted, but in general, there's no there's no uh, fruit or vegetable that's trafe. Um, when it comes to uh, animals, it's different. When it comes to birds, it's different. Uh, when it comes to birds, most birds are kosher. When it comes to animals, most animals are trafe. And all this is for reasons that only Hashem knows, because He created the spiritual properties of everything. But what the Torah is telling us is that in order for us to be healthy spiritually in order for our soul to receive what it needs and not to be hampered in its spiritual pursuits and achievements, it has to be nourished properly. And that's where the laws of kashras come in. And that's where the special powers of matzah, for example, come in. Because these are able to give us um, some things at certain times, something always, special spiritual keiches and powers. And that's why we have something very interesting written in many sfarim, that there are times when people struggle with certain spiritual ailments, uh, difficulties, they struggle perhaps with the, their belief system or certain beliefs that they have. Um, and the Chachamim said, Let, let's, let's make sure what this person was eating. Perhaps they ate certain foods that have spiritual negative effects on them and therefore are hampering their neshama and the expression of their neshama in certain ways. And that's the, um, the tremendous um, concern and tremendous um, importance in being careful with what we take into ourselves and what we make part of ourselves because of the effect that that is going to have on our neshama, much the same as physical bad food, uh, stuff that are bad for us might clog up our arteries um, and therefore the blood flow and therefore the heart, etc. Something that's spiritually bad for us might, might, might um, clog up our spiritual arteries and the spiritual flow that should be working within us. I want to conclude that even when we're talking about foods that are kosher and therefore can have positive effect on us, it also depends how we eat it. When a person eats in a gluttonous way, and you're eating just to fulfill their cravings and their uh, just materialistic desires and pleasures, that food is also not going to have a spiritual positive effect on me. And to the contrary, that food is going to pull someone down. It's going to make them more gluttonous. It's going to make them less sensitive to the spiritual. And that's why at the end of the Parsha, when it talks, after it talks about all the kosher and non-kosher animals, the Pasuk says, I want you to sanctify yourself and make yourself holy. And what the Torah is telling us is that in addition to eating the right things, we should also eat in a holy, in a refined way, not in a gluttonous way, not in a way just to, as Rambam writes, just, just to fill our belly. But we eat in a way where we're focused on, it's in order to make ourselves healthy, it's in order to be able to fulfill our mission in life, to serve Hashem properly. And then the food that we're taking into us comes into us in the right way and affects us in the right way, and not only doesn't um, hamper our, our uh, spiritual um, growth, but actually is conducive to it, um, helps us being healthy both physically and spiritually, and accomplishing what food is supposed to accomplish. Have a wonderful Shabbos.